0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube, where I am live right now, and I am live following every Carolina Panthers game. And you can also check out the podcast where wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, free and available everywhere. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesday, throughout the rest of the regular season, I'm going to be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. Then once the season concludes, on Fridays throughout the offseason, we'll have the weekly Friday mailbag either way, either at me, or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions into me now. This episode of Lockdown Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs. help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. The Carolina Panthers nine, the Atlanta Falcons seven, the Carolina Panthers in a rain soaked afternoon at bank of America stadium, walk off to beat the Falcons and put a damper on the Falcons hopes to win the NFC South and clinch a spot in the NFC wildcard Card. Wow. Feels good. Feels good to be able to talk about a Carolina Panthers win. My guy, Charlotte Sports Despair, over on Twitter, hit me up before I came on here, and he's like, uh, do you even remember how to talk about wins on the podcast? And I started to think to myself, you know what? I'm going to have to relearn, because it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a long season as the Carolina Panthers improved to 2-12 and 12 on this 2023 NFL season. But really thinking about it, since I'd started doing the podcast back in March of 2021, The Panthers won five games in 2021. They won seven games last year. Now they've won two games. This is only the 14th time I've got to come up here and talk to you all about a Carolina Panthers regular season win. Not ideal, but boy, I'm going to enjoy it. And we got to soak it all in, embrace the victories. When they win, you got to praise them. It was ugly for a lot of that game. But hell, it rained. It's awful still outside here. I was looking at my window here in Charlotte. But man, feels good for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and to get a win. And against the team, I thought the Panthers absolutely could beat. And we saw they went out there and did it this afternoon. But let's go 14 weeks ago. Week one, down in Atlanta, the Carolina Panthers turned the ball over. Three times resulting in a 17 points for the Atlanta Falcons on the afternoon. If the Panthers don't turn the ball over in that game, duh, they win that football game. I did not leave that game thinking highly of the Atlanta Falcons because well they're the Atlanta Falcons this is what they do a Falcons team tied for first place in the NFC South with a chance to go to the playoffs goes on the road and loses to a 1 in 12 Carolina Panthers team like that's who they are so I was not impressed by this team week 1 the Atlanta Falcons I was not impressed by them and I wasn't impressed by them looking at them last week heading into this game and this afternoon they're not a good football team they're 6 and 8 they stink they have a negative point differential and at this point in time in the NFL even negative point differential differential you're probably not a very good football team which the Atlanta Falcons are not but going back to week one the story of the game was turnovers Panthers don't turn the ball over I think they win that football team because quite honestly I did not think that they were that much worse if worse at all than the Atlanta Falcons on that afternoon aside from the fact that they turned the ball over fast forward to today the story of the game once again turnovers the Falcons turn ball over twice the Carolina Panthers turn over zero times had opportunities to do it We knew the fumbles would be there because of the conditions on the field and with the weather, but the Carolina Panthers did not turn the ball over. The Falcons did. That resulted in the six Carolina Panthers points, including the game-winning field goal by Eddie Pinheiro, and that was the difference in the game. It's really that simple. Four and a half minutes of the show, that's all I got to say to y'all. Falcons turned it over. The Panthers didn't. That's why Carolina went out there and won. But, of course, I'm going to talk about this game more than just saying that. And here's the thing, too. The Panthers' defense statistically, when it comes to yards allowed per game, they're fourth in the league. They're a top five defense when you look at that. When you look at the points, which actually matters, they're 31st in the league when it comes to points allowed. Now, that's going to go down because of only get, giving up seven points on the afternoon, but defensively, They've had their issues stopping teams in the red zone when Atlanta had their one big play. The Falcons punched it in. The Panthers not have a good red zone defense. And another area where they've struggled has been with takeaways. They entered today as the worst team in the league in getting takeaways on defense, but they got two today. So as much as we've loved the praise Derek Brown and the job that these guys have been able to do with Shaq Thompson out for all those weeks, Justin Houston, who's had a minimal impact. He's been out now for I think seven straight games. You also look at JC Horn the amount of time that he's missed, like they have played well above their heads, especially in the second half of the season post bye, but they have not been great in the red zone or getting takeaways. But they did that today to help this team win this football game. Looking at turnover number one. Troy Hill, one of those guys who's had to step up because of injuries to Dante Jackson. He's only missed one game so far this season. But J.C. Horn, C.J. E. Henderson having to go up. Troy Hill came in, and he forced a fumble today. Bijan Robinson, really interesting year down in Atlanta. You would think that he'd get more burned than he actually does. He turns ball over as Hill forces a fumble right before the end of the third quarter. Unfortunately for the Carolina Panthers, offensively, They don't typically capitalize when the defense rarely gives them an opportunity in plus territory like Troy Hill was able to do right there before the third quarter ended. The Carolina Panthers offense gets in position to potentially score a touchdown. Of course, they don't do it. I look at the call, fourth and four, watching the game. I wasn't thinking to myself, yeah, go out there. And go for it. Adam Thielen, he has a drop. He's got to catch that. I get it. It's the rain. It's a difficult. For the best receiver on the Panthers team, the most sure-handed receiver, you got to make that play for your team. So they should have scored a touchdown, uh, but they didn't do it. And the Falcons have the number two red zone defense in the league. The Panthers have the 22nd ranked red zone offense in the league. So... Atlanta, one out, not up, that has one out in that situation for the most part this season. The Panthers have typically lost in those situations, but it still results in the three points, which we saw were huge. Because the Carolina Panthers, we've seen, are a team that just don't score touchdowns. With Thomas Brown calling plays, this is a hilarious stat now. Six games, he's been the play caller, and they have scored five total touchdowns. A big fat goose egg today, but it didn't matter because they got the win. But for a team that does not score touchdowns, a field goal, to put him within one point and only needing a field goal to win, that's good enough. So you don't like not punching it in, a, in that situation, but it was enough for the Carolina Panthers today. Then go to turnover number two. The Falcons have an opportunity after Carolina, was not able to punch it in, looked like they are going to go down there, at least put a field goal on the board, maybe score a touchdown, put the game out of reach for the Panthers. But then Desmond Ritter, oh my God. One of the worst interceptions you're going to see all season long. Not quite sure what he saw there. Back on the replay, looking at it, Drake London was open on the right side, uh, but he throws in the triple coverage, gets picked off by Xavier Woods. Not sure whether his momentum just forced the ball that way or if he didn't see Drake London. I'm not sure what the hell he saw, but he cost his team the game today because he threw a costly interception with 7.35 left on the clock and the Carolina Panthers on their own five-yard line. And we've seen in the past Carolina Panthers... Go back to the last time they won a game against Houston. 15 plays, 86 yards to kill the final 6-17 of that game with a walk-off field goal by Eddie Pinheiro. And again today, you saw that. Bryce Young, with all the faults that he's had so far this season, the struggles of the offensive line and injuries to the wide receivers, the inconsistency in the running game, when Bryce Young has had an opportunity to take his team down the field and go win these games, he's gone out there and done it. The, The opportunity or few and far between, but he's gone out there and at least gotten them in position to go down and potentially win the game. And he did it again today, 17 plays, 90 yards to kill the final 735 of the clock. Second time we've seen that this season. You go back to what we've seen the last couple of years. We didn't see Sam Darnold have multiple game-winning drives. We did not see Teddy Bridgewater ever even have a game-tying drive. Didn't see Baker Mayfield do it. Did not see P.J. Walker do it. But Bryce Young's now done it two times this season. And I know, I know, he's got to be more accurate. He's got to take care of the football. He has to do more. And I think with a better O-line around him, or a healthy O-line, and better playmakers, he will be better. But he has shown us. Despite all the mess this season, that when given the football with a chance to go down there and win a game, he can do it. Sam couldn't do it. Baker couldn't do it. PJ couldn't do it. Teddy sure as hell couldn't do it. Bryce has shown he can do it. Now he's got to do some other things, but he's shown so far that when you need him, he can get you down the field in a rain-soaked afternoon here in Charlotte and help you win the game. So God bless him for being able to do that. And it came down to, aside from just the fumbles, like, Who was going to turn it over and who wasn't? Because the Panthers had opportunities where they could have turned the football over. They brought in Gabe Jackson to play right guard in place of Nash Jensen. He helped them open up a few holes to get down the field there in that third quarter. Then he had a holding call. Bryce Young gets sacked because Gabe Jackson gets blown up. And Bryce fumbles, but Bryce recovers. That right there helps Carolina Panthers win the game. Amir Smith-Marset, who got an expanded role offensively in the game plan today, he muffed the punt he recovered. That would have put the, the Falcons right there first and goal and I'm thinking because of the Panthers have one of the worst red zone defenses, the Falcons likely score a touchdown in that situation. So the Falcons, they fumbled three times, recovered two of them, but the one they didn't recover, that cost them. The Panthers fumbled twice, recovered both of them, and that was enough for them to win this game on the afternoon 9 to 7. That is Three straight Carolina Panther victories that have ended with an Eddie Piñero field goal. Go back to week 18 back in January against the Saints. Look back at the win against the Texans in week eight. And now today, the win against the Falcons, nine to seven, Eddie Piñero with the walk-off field goal. I would love for the Panthers to not need walk-off field goals every time to win a game. But if that's what it's going to take, then well, I guess I'll take it. Beggars can't be choosers. The Carolina Panthers move to two and twelve on the season with a nine to seven walk-off victory against their division rival Atlanta Saint, Atlanta Falcons, excuse me, here in Uptown Charlotte on this afternoon. And this is an important win for the Panthers. They get to play spoiler. Uh, to Atlantis playoff hopes, but also I think it's important win just building momentum in the final couple weeks of the season for Bryce Young and heading into the offseason, hopefully feeling better about your quarterback in Bryce. So let's we'll talk about the importance of this win for the Carolina Panthers here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team, faster and for free it's so easy to create a free job post on linkedin jobs and when you do make sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number 1 in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com/lockdownNFL. That's linkedincom NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Hi, I'm Jake from Lockdown
0: Panthers win 9-7, hell yeah, love it, and important for them. Tampa and New Orleans both get the wins today. Tampa blowing out, not blowing out, but they beat the Packers by two touchdowns. If you want to call it a blowout, maybe it's a blowout. Packers come to Carolina next Sunday on Christmas Eve. Uh, The Saints blowing out actually at home. Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants down there. In New Orleans, so those two teams sit at seven and seven with three weeks remaining. While the Carolina Panthers are at two and twelve, and the Falcons are at six and eight. So the Falcons, they still got some games against the Falcons, or they got the Bucks later on this season. But this is one. If you're looking at Atlanta, all right, the Panthers are not a good football team. You got to win that game, and of course they lose. And this is what I talked about really on Friday's show with some renewed energy because you know Thursday crossover Thursday. This is. 6 and 7 football team versus the 1 and 12 football team, the Falcons fans rightfully so not excited about their team as they just laid an egg against the Panthers, Panther fans as we saw, well, weren't really in attendance. And I don't blame anybody for not going to that game. It's cold. It's rainy. The team's 1-12. in 12. I totally get it. I heard it was 24,000 uh, actual tickets scanned. They'll tell you it was a sellout. Um, but it obviously wasn't. If For anyone who went to the game, anyone who watched the game, could sleep from home, there was a lot of people not there at the game. But 24,000 of those of y'all who were Panther fans that went to it, kudos to you because you were rewarded for your loyalty with a win. So good for you for doing that. But um, man, it's good to see them get the victory because yeah, they can play spoiler. They beat Atlanta. They've kind of Put a dent on their playoff hopes. You look at Green Bay next week. Packers have now lost two in a row, having lost to the Giants on Monday Night Football, losing to the Buccaneers in a competitive game. Now they come to Charlotte next week. I expect there to be a ton of cheeseheads. Maybe some Panther fans decide, hey, why not go to that game after getting a victory? Maybe that this is what y'all need to do to go to a game. If you don't go, I'm not going to be mad at you at all because they're still not great. It's 2-12 and 12, and there's three weeks left in the season. Um, but then you got uh, Jacksonville, who's got the... Uh, Ravens tonight that could be a third straight loss for them you have the Buccaneers at home in week 18 where the Bucs probably are gonna need that win in order to win the NFC South and how great would it be if the Panthers spoiled that opportunity for Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers come week 18 but we got the Packers first we'll focus on that but I think this is important win aside from just the fact that they're able to kind of spoil the day for the Falcons but for Bryce Young and building momentum it from the beginning I've always felt that this season was all about the development of Bryce Young. That's why Frank Reich is not here. Of course, the record has a big reason to do with it. And the infighting with his coaching staff has a lot to do with it. But really, the main reason why Frank Reich got the boot is because Bryce Young has not looked good this season. And it's not like Bryce Young was stellar today. But Mark Slayer said it on the Fox broadcast. This is the first time he's really looked at him. And felt like Bryce Young was in control. And I can agree with that. I thought starting off that Dolphins game, Bryce really looked like he was in control. The play calling, I liked mixing up some of the runs. When they did some of the traditional stuff up the middle, it didn't work. Chuba Hubbard had a couple of big first down runs. We think about the first run of the game. Then you go to the third quarter to start off those back-to-back first downs. He had some big runs there. Thomas Brown was more creative today with his offense and the running options that they utilize. They look at Amir smith Marset, who had four carries uh, for 31 yards on the afternoon. But really, just being able to develop Bryce Young is what mattered the most heading into the season. And sitting here at 1-12 heading into the game, that had not really worked out. Today, 18 of 24, 167 yards, 93.6 passer rating. I think that's pretty good, considering the conditions and the fact that it wasn't like they were trying to lean on Bryce Young to really distribute the football. But when he was asked to do it, he was accurate. That's what, 75% passing uh, or uh, completion percentage on the afternoon? That's thought an important win for Bryce to be able to have some sort of joy. You looked at him in the press conference, if anyone watched it, and he was smiling. Where throughout the season, the dude has looked down in the dumps. Understandably so, the team's not good. He's getting his ass kicked, and it is impressive that I still think he got sacked three times a day. That Bryce can get sacked three times uh, on an afternoon where you would think you're going to run the ball, mainly. You're probably not going to be in a situation dropping back that much where you would get sacked. You get sacked three times today, But to be able to overcome that, to put the football where it needed to be in those situations, thought he had a great throw to Tommy Trimble. DJ Chark, what an incredible catch for a guy that really didn't help his quarterback out last week of a drop on a fourth down from the comeback this week, have that catch on that final drive. Outstanding work from him. But now... Moving forward, Bryce feels good about himself. He's shown twice now that you give him an opportunity. He was in the huddle saying to his guys, "Where else would you rather be than right here with an opportunity to go down the field and win the game?" And he's saying that at the, with the shot, like in the shadow of his goal line, at the five-yard line, there's still seven and a half minutes left to go. Like they might get the ball back, they might not. But Bryce was just saying, "Hey, let's go out there and do it now." Like how great is this that we're in this situation to go win the game, especially knowing that they have not been in that situation very often so far this season so I love to see that from him to have the confidence to go out there to lead the drive to get the win great for Bryce great for the Panthers and now heading to the final three weeks Green Bay they're reeling they're six and eight that's a team you can beat you look at Jacksonville probably not a team that they're going to (laughs) beat but uh Tampa Bay that's a team that you maybe could beat who knows? Maybe they can win a couple more games the rest of the season. And we know the hows that can impact the draft. Well, they don't, they don't have the first round pick anyways, so it's only going to impact whether they have the first or second pick in the second round, and that could be relatively inconsequential. We'll see how that works out. But the Carolina Panthers get an important victory for Bryce Young and for the organization as they look towards the future and what Bryce can do for them with the nine to seven victory today against the Atlanta Falcons. I thought the defense overall was outstanding. Look at some of the. Uh, big time performers and look at how the Carolina Panthers were able to run the football and some other observations from today's nine to seven win against the Falcons here in just a moment on locked on Panthers score early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that's a hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins and I hope all the Falcons fans out there took my advice from Thursday's show I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you. You spent that money and you lost. Uh, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now with the NFL regular season winding down. You got the NBA going on. You got college bowl season, men's and women's college basketball, the NHL, if that's something that you're interested in. Also, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com to enjoy the rest of the NFL regular season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today, make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
0: All right, shout out to the Carolina Panthers defense, which went, I think, was outstanding again today. Let's take another swig here. Shout out to Locked On for not allowing their hosts to ever get a break here in between uh, going doing ads, but whatever. Uh, Shout out to the defense. Thought they played well overall today. Nick Thurman, who has been like, a Relative no-name all season long. He definitely played his best game as a Carolina Panther. I don't think I've noticed him at any point this season until today. Five tackles, two of them solo, had a tackle for loss. Really looked like he kind of took over there in the third quarter of this game. Uh, thought he played well. Derek Brown, he's been outstanding. He broke the franchise record for tackles by a defensive tackle this season. He's got five tackles today, two solo, Frankie Luvu This is the kind of game that was meant for him. 10 tackles three of them solo he was everywhere on the field which has been the case all season long and yeah the panthers got to find a way to keep that guy here in town this is a good defense you just got to figure out the offense because if you can't score points you can't score a touchdown you're not going to have a chance to win very many games unless you're playing the atlanta falcons who of course are the falcons and always find a way to collapse when they have an opportunity to do something positive hilarious Man, this is good defense, and I give a lot of credit to Jero Vero, and for the second week in a row, I'll say, this guy should absolutely get an opportunity to be the head coach here in Carolina. Can he put together a good offense? Not sure, but the hope is that that would be the case. Now, you're bringing an offensive coach. Are they guaranteed to bring in a good defensive scheme? We'll see. It goes both ways, but that guy's done a tremendous job with this unit. The red zone numbers, they're not great. The scoring numbers aren't great, but what he's been able to do with Shaq Thompson not being out there, not getting really anything out of Justin Houston when he's been on the field, the injuries in the secondary um, with Von Bell and Xavier Woods, Frankie Lugo having to play off-ball linebacker instead of being on-ball, which is what they wanted to do. A ton of credit to him and that coaching staff for allowing this team to have an opportunity pretty much every week to win football games since the bye week has been over. Like, they've had a chance to beat Houston, which they did. They had a chance to beat the Colts at Bryson throw two pick sixes, of course. Uh, They had a chance uh, to beat the Bears because the defense has played well above what anyone could have expected and really should have expected considering all that they've been through so far this season. So Nick Thurman, Derek Brown, Frankie Louver, they were great. Thought J.C. Horn, he was outstanding in this game as well. Xavier Woods gets the big interception. Troy Hill, he forces a turnover. An overall team win by the Carolina Panthers. And defensively, too, you look at it, the Falcons. We knew this is a game that teams are going to try to run the ball. You're going to have to try to be a little bit creative in the run game. And even with the creativity... The Falcons could not run the football well at all. They rushed 31 times for 52 yards, 1.7 yards per carry. Excellent for a Carolina Panthers defensive front that struggled against the run early on in the season. The Panthers themselves, second or third straight week in a row that they've run the ball well. Rushing, for 30, rushing 36 times for 129 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Chuba Hubbard, he's the lead back, as we know, 22 carries for 87 yards. And none more important than right there at the end of the game, where he's just battling for yardage, getting the first down, forcing the Falcons to use all three of their timeouts and setting up the game-winning field goal for Pinheiro. Amir Smith-Marset, who some fans have asked to be more a part of the offense. And they used the jet sweep a couple times for successful runs from Amir Smith-Marset. In this game, four carries, 31 yards. Love that that Thomas Brown was able to get creative with the run game. You had to do that knowing that the Falcons knew you're gonna try to run the ball. And of course, there are a couple times where Calais Campbell made some plays, Zach Harrison made some plays. That was gonna happen, goes both ways. Panthers did the exact same thing with like Nick Thurman and Derek Brown and a couple other guys. Uh, but the Panthers, Thomas Brown, really give them credit for what they were able to do on the run game, in the run game today, what they did last week and the week prior down in Tampa Bay. They're starting to find something. It's disappointing that it took this long to get there, but they finally got there. They have complimented Bryce well today and, I think, the last couple weeks, giving him a run game that he can lean on, now go out there and find a way to win the final three games of the season. Interesting uh, note, too, was uh, Camus Gruyere-Hill kicking off today, and according to Chris Tabor, the Panthers' interim head coach, that was going to be the plan no matter what even if it would have been sunny they were going to do the squibs all day long because they wanted to avoid Cordero Patterson so Grier Hill was going to be the kickoff man for the Carolina Panthers whether it was going to be raining or sunny And he said, in part, because they want to have an extra coverage man uh, on those kickoff duties. Now, of course, uh, the kicker always is a coverage man. But do you really want your kicker to be out there as your last line of defense? Probably not, but that's how it is usually. But in situations where you're concerned about one of the best return men in the NFL, probably the best return man in the NFL in uh, Cordell Patterson, who's actually back home because he's from Rock Hill. It makes sense to do that. And it works out, especially when you look at the weather today so good job uh, by Chris Tabor he also called timeout right before the end of the first half knowing that the wind was going to be in their favor with uh, Johnny Hecker punting and that ended up being a punt that landed inside the 20 so smart coaching uh, by him with special teams that's why it was a complete team victory the offense albeit didn't score any touchdowns went out there were able to get the game-winning drive they got to score after the uh Defense got the takeaway. Now they were in field goal range anyways, but you would have rather them scored a touchdown, but still they were able to compliment the defense. Defense was able to compliment the offense. The special teams was able to do that as well. The Carolina Panthers played well in all three phases of the game today. A complete team win. Gabe Jackson came in uh, the play in the third quarter at right guard for Nash Jensen, the undrafted free agent out of North Dakota State. First time we see Gabe Jackson here in Carolina. Spent a long time in Seattle, and he's been here for about three weeks now. The Panthers wanted to work him into conditioning shape before they were ready to have him out there. He was activated uh, from the practice squad. He was one of the standard elevations. The other one that they had today was also J.D. Durenzo who actually went out there and was out there a couple of plays, his first action in the NFL, the rookie, um, I think out of Boston College. But Gabe Jackson came in. So the Panthers now have had six left guards and eight right guards this season. Uh, that's part of the problem, folks, with your offensive line. Yes, we've seen regression from Icky and from Taylor Bolton and from Bally Bozeman, who probably has more of an excuse than the other two because of what's been around him or really not been around him uh, in the interior of the offensive line this season. But there we go. Gabe Jackson helped. Opened up some holes, but then did struggle later on in that drive of a holding penalty and then giving up a sack on Bryce Young, which Bryce was able to recover that fumble. And again, third game, the Thomas Browns offense has not scored a touchdown. Just hilarious. That's um, six games, five touchdowns. And in this game, they're able to win. Love it. They, got, they found a way to win. And that's what you got to do. You got to play well on defense. Got to play well, I guess, well enough on offense. You got to be able to play well on special teams, which they did not do at all last week. And when you put those three together... This is what the result is. 9-7 walk-off victory against the Atlanta Falcons. The Carolina Panthers are now 2-12 in the season. And you guys get to enjoy a Sunday afternoon dancing and singing in the rain. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locton Panthers Podcast, a part of the lockton Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all, subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where i will be back with you on wednesday answer your weekly wednesday mailbag questions either at me or dm me over on twitter to get those questions into me now but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on tuesday